It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The situation in Afghanistan is continuing to unfold, and we will continue to bring you updates as that plays out. As we look at the withdrawal of the United States military and the attempted rescue and evacuation of so many others, is what we're seeing now the beginning of the end, or is is this just the end of the beginning of something new and more complicated? Let's start. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We know that uh, the president has addressed the nation three times in the last week, giving updates on various components to Afghanistan, the Afghan people, the evacuation of Americans, as well as allies and Afghans who have been helpful as interpreters, as guides, as contractors for the United States military over the last two decades. And interesting to me that the president has had to go back to the podium on three different occasions and really hasn't altered his message a whole lot, Uh, has not provided a lot of clarity either to those that are struggling and worried inside of Afghanistan, uh, those that are worried here at home and our allies around the world. And to me, that's the, the real challenge for the president is there has been a very uncertain trumpet, a very uncertain sound coming out of the administration in terms of what we are doing, how we are doing it, and what comes next. And we're going to, as I said, continue to monitor all of that as uh, we go through the day in the coming days. Uh, we are now just uh, a little over seven days away from August when uh, the president has said uh, everyone will be out. That uh, date looks very tentative at the moment. And the Taliban uh, is already responding with very clear signals that Yes, you need to be out by the 31st, and we're not inclined to extend that date. And so I want to just go through this. We're going to look at it from a, a number of different avenues and, and ways, again, regardless of where you fall on President Biden and his administration. Uh, we need to, to look at things in a little different way, and we'll, we'll listen. We'll look at what the president has been saying. We'll look at uh, critics and proponents uh, and what it all really means in the end, and especially what it means to those who are worried for their safety uh, in Afghanistan and around the world. So let's start with the president. Over the weekend, he activated the Civil Reserve Air Fleet, uh, which has only been used twice, by the way, uh, during U.S. military operations in Kuwait in 90 and 91 and the start of the Iraq War in 2002 and 2003. Here's the way the president described it on Sunday. We've also activated the first stage of what's referred to as the Civil Reserve Air Fleet to help with the onward movement of evacuees from these transit centers. Our military aircraft and others will get them to these centers, but then we're going to get the Civil Reserve Fleet. It's a program that's designed, was designed in the wake of the Berlin airlift after World War II to use commercial aircraft to augment our airlift capacity. This is a voluntary program 
for our commercial airlines. And we're grateful for those airlines and the U.S. carriers who are supporting us. So important to note, these airlines will not be flying into Kabul. They'll be flying to uh, Qatar and to other places uh, where these evacuees will be processed, vetted, uh, and then taken on to other places around the world, including the United States. And so that's going to be an interesting thing to watch as the days progress. What is the role of that uh, Civil Reserve Air Fleet and how does that play out? Uh, the president also said that uh, they know uh, that terrorists may seek to attack the crowds outside of Kabul. Again, here's what the president said yesterday. The security environment is changing rapidly. There are civilians crowded at the airport, although we've cleared thousands of them. We know that terrorists may seek to exploit the situation and target innocent Afghans or American troops. They're maintaining constant vigilance to mom. We're maintaining the constant business to monitor and disrupt threats of, from any source, including the likely source being ISIS, ISIS-K, the Afghan affiliate referred to as ISIS-K. But we're under no illusions about the threat. So, again, the president uh, is not given a lot of clarity. It's been fascinating to me to see how often the president has been contradicted by either uh, Antony Blinken, Secretary of State, or by Defense Secretary Austin. Uh, and they seem to be, they can't quite get on the same page in terms of what is happening, what's happening in and around the airport. We know there were reports over the weekend that uh, seven people uh, had been trampled uh, outside of the airport there in Kabul, uh, just the, the crush of the crowd, uh, including a two-year-old child uh, that were just stampeded over the weekend as the, the chaos continues to happen outside of the gates uh, to the Kabul airport. Now, the president went on uh, to talk about um, if they would be able to ex- extend that August 35, excuse me, August 31st deadline and again, not a lot of certainty in the president, no clear signals uh, to people inside Afghanistan or outside. There's discussions going on among us and the military about extending. Our hope is we will not have to extend, but there are going to be discussions, I suspect, on how far along we are in the process. And the president uh, went on to say that uh, China, Russia, you know, they want us to stay in Afghanistan again. This was a very convoluted message that uh, came out on Sunday. You're sitting in Beijing. You're sitting in Moscow. Are you happy we left? (laughs) They love nothing better for us to continue to be bogged down there, totally occupied with what's going on. So the idea, this is, I think that history is going to record. This was the logical, rational and right decision to make. So the challenge with the president saying, hey, history's going to play this out that I was right, uh, that's fine. That's actually a good confident statement. It's the most confident statement the president has made over the course of the last week. Uh, but he has countered his own statements by saying, we don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, we know that this is going to be hard. We know that there may be casualties. We know that we can't guarantee safety. And and on and on and on and on. And, and the laundry list of the yabuts yeah or the... I'm not sure how this is going to play out or how confident we are in our ability to carry it out uh, is the thing that troubles me the most. Um, A reporter asked the president about the Taliban because obviously if things go past the 31st, they are going to have to uh, get a permission or a truce or an agreement of some sort with the Taliban. And here's what he said. 
On the question of the Taliban, though, do you are they? Do you trust them now that you have to negotiate with them? I don't trust anybody, including you. I love you, but you know, there's not a lot of people I trust. A very interesting statement that uh, he loved this particular member of the of the press, but didn't trust them. And I think that is going to be part of the challenge uh, coming up for the administration is navigating very complicated uh, surroundings and environment. A lot of information coming in. The one thing that seems to be the hardest thing for this administration is pace. Uh, They haven't been able to keep pace with the information coming in, their ability to orient around what they take in, make decisions and then act decisively. Uh, and then do it again and do it again. Uh, that's the key in this kind of situation, this kind of uncertainty. And the the administration seems very bogged down in that. Now, combine that, combine that with what the administration is going to have to deal with this week as it relates to their own domestic agenda. And we're going to come back to this a little later in the program. Uh, every president of every political persuasion that comes into the White House believes they are going to be able to focus 100% on a robust, exciting, inspiring domestic agenda. And every president learns very rapidly that your best intentions on a domestic agenda are always going to be interrupted or have to be juggled with a foreign situation, a global situation. And the ability to do both of those things simultaneously is always the test of any administration. I think it's going to be the big test for the Biden administration. So lots of information coming in. We're watching Pentagon's giving their briefing as we speak. The most important thing is what is the clear signal to those allies, Americans and friends inside of Afghanistan? And what is our message to the world in how we are carrying out What's taking place in Afghanistan? Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.